So most of the time, I don't really end up having anything good for these intros. Um, this is going to be one of those days. That's Kevin. Hello. That's Neth. Hey. That's Chris. Hi. And I'm Gav. Uh, play that funky music, white boy. <laughs> Hello, folks. Neth just once again ignoring the fact that you're supposed to say silent for those after that. <clears throat> in my head. I had to. <laughs> Every. So it's very clear that Neth has no self control. <laughs> yes, <laughs> obviously. Clearly, clearly she doesn't. Hello, folks. Welcome to episode 161 of the Coast to Coast Expanded Universe podcast. I, of course, am Gavril. These are my lovely, lovely co hosts. We have Chris. Kevin and Neth. Uh, it is Saturday, February the 12th of the year of our Gamer Lord 2022. Phil Schiller. Gamer Lord. G- Gamer Jesus. Gamer oh. Jesus. <laughs> RN Jesus. Um, how has everybody been doing for the last month or so? Great. Great. I know everybody's just been having a stellar last month. I know it's just gone great for everybody. So uh, we're going to go ahead and jump straight into what y'all have been up to for the last couple of weeks. Uh, Kevin, I know you've got some stuff that you've been up to. You've started playing the new games recently. Oh, yes. Um, the game that we started playing together, uh, State of Decay 2. I think that's it. State of Two. Decay 2. It's like an open world Zambi game where you build a base and it's like, it's not like crafting, building a base. It's like setting up a base using materials. Um, I think it's been pretty fun so far. I kind of like the fact that there's not a lot of loot and you have to really hunt for loot. It's like been hard to find guns and like their ammo's at a minimum. So that that's kind of cool. But I think I, we could probably do a harder difficulty too, Neth, don't you think? I was going to talk to you guys about that. Yeah, the difficulty that it's initially set on seems a little. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's pretty easy. We, we could probably tweak it up one, yeah. <clears throat> However, if we tweak it up, stuff gets even more scarce to find. So, oh, loot. Okay. Hmm. Yep. Interesting. So, yeah, did that. Um, installed Lost Ark two days ago, which is like 30 gigabytes, which is like, I don't know, pretty much. It's a lot. Um, it's very, oh, it's wow. like a. It's just a it very Apex is freaking 80 gigs when it unpacks itself. Yeah, Fourteen is like mm. sixty-five. Uh, do we need to talk about Call of Duty? I don't, I don't, I don't no. even know how big Call of Duty and Warzone are. It's not as big as Call like, of Duty. Massive. So I, I think thirty gigs. You're pretty. You're pretty good. You, yeah, you're, you're pretty, pretty average. average. <laughs> crosstalk. Crosstalk. Crosstalk um, the podcast. <laughs> um, but that the the point is is that like I'm not really digging it. It's kind of like super story driven. That's fair. I mean, do you buy it through Steam? Which is weird because you usually like story driven. <laughs> Jesus. Um, um, did I you know. buy it through Steam, Kevin? Yeah, uh, I didn't buy it. it. I didn't buy no, it. Lost Ark's free to play. Oh, yeah. it's free to play? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Free to play. That's why I was just like 
I'm just gonna go play the game because it's free and then mm, see what's going on. Yeah. yeah. And I'm glad I didn't pay for any of the founders packs or anything like that because yeah, I will not be buying that game probably nor playing it. Um, the new season of Path of Exile came out. I started playing that. I was super hyped to like follow this guy's uh, bleed bow build. And three days into the league, as soon like the moment I start my character, he put like he puts out a video saying that he's like switching from it and he's not going to be updating the guide anymore. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's fun. So I'm just like, I'm going to play a ice ranger and I'm going to do ice bow and arrow. And that's what I'm going to do. And okay. I'm going to try it out and I'm going to try to see how far I can get it. And if it sucks, then I'll just re-roll something else later. There you go. So, yeah. I might, I might start POE again. I don't know. Yeah. The I will say the cool thing is, is that the um I was playing a split arrow build last season, Gav, and I ended up finding a few unique items that made it work and really enjoy it now. And I've been going back to my standard league character and playing that instead because <clears throat> it's like, wow, this thing like feels powerful now. And that's pretty awesome. <clears throat> so okay. um, Legend of Vox Machina started watching it have not watched a single anything of critical role and i love it it's super fun story um i mean i I, i've i mentioned this when we started talking about this but it's it's titmouse animation and i absolutely love titmouse but i don't know if i'm actually going to be watching it but i anything that gives titmouse any more ability to do crazy weird shit i love I'm it's, gonna be watching it once all the episodes are out. The spawn and I are gonna binge it. So it I'll just say that it's very clever. And it's <clears> like <throat> when you think about it, it's like written by people like us. You know what I mean? And you can tell that like in the show. You For know, me, when it comes to it, it's like because it's because because I watched the the arc that they're doing in the show from Critical Role. It's nice to see those little moments animated. It's nice to actually see those crazy stuff that was Matt described, but then just see of it all visually done, and it's done beautifully by Titmouse. Seriously, they've done a beautiful job by it. That's cool. Yeah, um, and I actually have Mandy watching it, and she's like, "Can we watch that?" And I'm like, "Wow, that's like the first time she's ever wanted to like do anything nerdy." So that's uh, been awesome. Um, the other thing that happened is my my OnePlus 9 Pro ended up getting Android updated to Android 12, and it is a complete fucking nightmare, and I'm switching to iPhone. So I will be back to iPhone again. Well, that's what you get for sticking with OnePlus. They've had a fucking... Since the 7s, they've been disastrous, dude. It's like, I haven't I realized just, how I, far downhill it's gone. I would have just picked up a Pixel 6. They're fantastic from what I understand. Oof, I've heard bad things about those, I've too. heard really... I, I, that's I like the funny thing. Is I've heard nothing but pretty glowing praise for the 6s so far. <sighs> May I... Yeah. Like, I, 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 when I was considering... Because I'm on a 7 Pro. I'm on a OnePlus 7 mm-hmm. Pro. And I'm like, I need to get a new phone sometime in the next year. And I was like, well, I'm going to start doing some shopping. And everybody's just like, yeah, OnePlus is starting to do a lot of skinning shit and starting to cause issues with security patches being delayed and, you know, uh, OTA updates being delayed for uh, Android. 
and mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm not interested in that. There's that's yeah. that's too much bullshit. And then I was like, okay, well, I'll go look into the six, and the six sixes seem to be pretty fine for what I've read so far. I haven't deep deep dived, but uh, I understand the sixes are supposed to be pretty good. And I I like the Android ecosystem. I don't like the thought of being on an iPhone. I don't like yeah. the thought of like getting myself caught into that ecosystem. The I mean I've ripped off most of the Apple stuff on it already and just have like Google, you know, like products, Gmail, Chrome, Maps. Um the the thing that I am enjoying is just like the battery life is always better on Apple for some reason. And not enjoying, you know, an Android phone with just a poor battery life. Chris, Which you because I've never had battery problems. Chris, I've never had a battery problem on my Android, I, <laughs> and having had an iPhone for work, I fucking hated them. Hmm. Um, Chris, do you still have an iPhone? You're muted. Chris, you're muted. Oh, I was muted. Yes, I've always had an iPhone. <laughs> Did you get the what, bigger size or the regular size? Chris has uh, big I, got, mitts. I got the big bitch. Chris has got big mitts, so it- he needs a big phone. Is it too big, or you're you like that? No, it's perfect. I love oh, it. that picture's cute. He's <laughs> picture Rosie. <laughs> yeah. That is such a cute picture. That's true, though, because I've I I've mean, been, I am in the middle. I could yeah go for the I, big or the small, and I'm yeah. I like larger phones because I again have big boy hands, so mm-hmm. I need yeah. a larger phone because it feels better. But I would really the reason. Part of the other reason I'm going to a Pixel 6 when I update, um, when I update my phone, is because fuck the goddamn OnePlus phones are heavy as shit. Just so, just a quick note, LB, go fuck yourself. Mm. So you're you're downgrading your screen size. No, uh, the screen size between the Pro, uh, the Seven Pro, and the Six is like less than an eighth of an inch or something like that diagonally. Okay. Yeah, it's, so it's what is like the screen the, size? Uh, screen size is a comparable. I'd have to go take a look at it real okay. quick. Uh, <clears throat> and Neff has a giant phone. Mm-hmm. Tiny phone. Um, mine's is the eleven. Well, I, I also have 11 tiny plus. hands, <laughs> right? So that's why I was like, it's bigger than my and hand you, is. And you don't mind? No, I like my phone. <laughs> there you go. Hi, Hunter. <laughs> Whose phone is ringing? That's mine in the background. I'm sorry. It's my door. I'm ignoring it. Sorry. All right. Um, Can I get some stories in chat? My phone is smaller than my hand. My God. I think think this is six, six and a half inches, I think is what mine is. Chris, when they were, when they were wrapped around me, they didn't feel that big. Giggity. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. Right. We're having one of those. Calling him calling you buttery makes so much more sense. I know, right? Let's let's move on. Uh, Before we have to put a rating on this podcast. Kevin, real quick. Uh the seven pro has a dimension of has a diagonal of uh six six seven. Okay. The Pixel X the Pixel Pro, the larger of the two, Uh is a six seven one. Oh, so it's almost it the same a, size. Yeah, it's so almost the exact same, and it has a slightly better um, screen-to-bezel ratio, screen-to-body ratio. Got it. Cool. All right, I'm done. Moving on. Yeah, yeah. No, uh-huh. that's fair. After that uh, statement, you're done. Uh, yeah, what have you been up to? Since we're gonna, since we're taking, since we're taking the long route road in today, since we're 20 in. Yeah. Oh my 
my god. Um, okay. Uh, State of Decay 2, obviously, with Kevin and LB. Um, Vanguard, multiplayer on my own. Did some Warzone with Dougal and Siggy, which has been nice to get some time in with play, actually playing with people. Um, the new map's been fun. And then... Because I finally finished Valhalla and all that stuff, I've started RDR2, and I'm working my way through that. So, Yay, more map porn. <laughs> map porn. I like, I like my map porn games. I can't help it. I know. I get you. I, I get love you. those games. Um, yeah, I, that was short and sweet. There you go. Chris, what have you been up to? Um, let's see, 14, uh, we cleared P2 Savage, working on P3, we're in the ad phase for that one. Um, we, I've le been leveling my crafting and gathering jobs, all my gatherers are maxed out, I've capped a culinarian and weaver, and everything else is 63 or above, working on those. Uh, I capped out my black mage, which is insane, that the fact that that's not the last one to be capped. I am actually fucking loving Black Mage, and I don't know why. <laughs> I'm usually the one that shits. I'm usually the one that shits on Black Mage. No, I have so my summoners capped out. I love my summoners. Summoners amazing. They've done a fantastic job with the rework. But my Red Mage is probably going to be second to last to get capped, surprisingly. Because mm. is it because of the changes? No, nothing to do with the changes. It's just I. I think they have really drastically streamlined Black Mage over the last couple of expansions. And I enjoy it more than I enjoy Red Mage now. And I don't know why, because since forever, I have been the one that shits on Black Mages. They are not fun. They're boring. If you if you level Black Mage first, well, then that's the only way you're going to play it. Well, it hmm. might be. Maybe it's because, you know, they've, they've much more narrowly focused Red down into a uh, melee class, kind of like a melee caster rather than you know, sort of like mid-ground between it. You say that, but my favorite DPS right now is Reaper. I love the that's Reaper. That's you're an edge that's boy. That's the new one, right? That's the new one. It's not even because I'm an edge boy. It's just the, the rotation with the, with, is so uh, fluid headset, and so smooth. With that headset, you're an edge boy. I, I literally have cat ears. Yeah, with that headset, you're an edge boy. We need to figure out a way to make those cat ears wiggle. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um... But no, seriously, the Reaper rotation is just so smooth and fluid, and it just works. It's I don't know how they've done it, but the last four classes they have added, the, the Gunbreaker, the Dancer, the Reaper, and the Sage, all just feel so fluid and smooth and just work together. Are just, Dancers just, underperforming? Dancers got a buff. They're actually really fucking good now. Okay. Um, and, it's not, and when I say play and done really well i mean the actual it's you're feel talking about the of fluidity the class. of the class and things like yeah. that. yeah um they are like they've done such a good job with it with the latest classes seriously i'm just so happy because right now gunbreaker is my main tank dancer is my ranged sage is my healer <laughs> reaper is my dupes and so and black mage is my caster yeah. okay, I, okay, and, okay and i love them all they're all super fucking fun uh, what else have I done? Um, <clears throat> the other thing. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Work. I, I logged into work before we started this. Yep. And I did I did. Yeah, we were talking about work while he was, while we were writing the show notes. And then once we're, once we're done here, I'm going to be logging into work. And Again. Crafting and chatting to people in game. 
and then raid and then um probably a little bit more work at some point because covid and i'm doing the job of like four people so yeah busy lots of work (laughs) um Okay, uh, me, I played a, a little bit of League, uh, a little bit of Stellaris, um, playing 14 still. Um, I am now officially Space Link in the Shot Heard Across Worlds, which is just the best title name combination. I just love it. You maxed out your machinists? Not, not maxed yet. Um, I am 81. I'm finishing up some Boja stuff. Uh, just to kind of get me to like 83-ish, and then I'm just going to be doing roulettes and hoping and praying for the most part. Roulettes and maybe see if I can get on a fate train somewhere. Oh, I did a fate train not long ago. My first ever fate, fate, fate train. It was a slow one. It was fun. I yeah. got so much stuff to sell. There's, there's still so much, like... It seems like Lamia has got a lot of unwritten rules on fate trains and shit, and I'm just like, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Have I'm you just... joined? Have you joined the the hunting thing? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, I will link you to the to the hunt Discord. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I'm doing restoration for crafters. I'm just kind of working my way up through some of them. I realized I had like five million faded uh, orchestra rolls, so I've just I'm working on my weave, uh, my alchemist right now, just to get those out of my damn inventories. I today I did I, I actually gathered materials and crafted some cooking stuff. I am actually going to make a hundred thousand profit just from that. Um. So, on that note, I did all of my own gathering for Ishgard, and mm-hmm. I currently have 350,000 gil worth of stuff on the auction house across two retainers. I am going to, I, I already, because I'm off next Friday, uh, I've just got the day off, uh, so I'm going to essentially just sit in Delubrum and just cr- grind those materials just to throw them on the auction house. Oh, the diadem? That's what I meant. What, did I say Delubrum? Yes, you did. The diadem. I'm going to sit in the diadem and just craft and just gather those materials. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to try to do some management on my retain my two retainers inventory uh, and just put a- put aside all the stuff I'm going to need to Ishgard Restoration my way up through the rest of my crafters. Because, yeah, I'm just going to Omni. Just go for the Omni and just be like, fuck it, whatever. All right, let's go. Just hundreds and hundreds of materials just sitting inside banks just do it fuck it just call it um still trying to like after all the problems i had with tanking uh starting off my paladin um Mm -hmm. i'm just like i'm still not really keen on doing tanking in 14 um it's fair yeah i i mean red mage has a bit of a complicated rotation so i'm not sure if that's my going to be my next one really or not i might just go with another healer i don't know what do you have at the moment um paladin's like 40 something uh machinist is like 82 83 something like that white mage is capped out uh dragoons somewhere in the 40s uh dragoons really fun I, I well, I like being a floor tank, so that was that was the first DPS I started working on. But then I realized that Machinist had the title "The Shot Heard Across Worlds," so I decided to go for with that. Space to, Lincoln is important. With Space Lincoln, it's very important to have that title. <laughs> uh, 
So love how I, your RP is dictating where what you're doing. Oh yes, hundred percent. There's a hundred percent a story behind Space Lincoln. Okay, there's a you know me. There's a hundred percent behind Space Lincoln. You need what, there's there's you need to at one point just record yourself just do, telling the story of Space Lincoln so we can put it at one of the shows at some point. Okay, I'm gonna tell you right now, Space Lincoln is an isekai story. I mean that'll work. Okay, you understand what isekai is. Okay, good. I don't. Yep. Ace Lincoln is an isekai story. Um, yeah, Chris Ford's theater is what happens, and that's how it isekais him. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. You need to do this. <laughs> yeah. So, so Ace Lincoln is an isekai story. Um. But yeah. Um. And then also, I am. We're in the last ten episodes of Stargate SG One of season mm-hmm. ten, which has been. Yeah, season 10 was okay. Uh, season 9 and 10 were okay. You know, introducing Claudia Black and Ben Browder. Um, you know. Okay, but... Cla- okay, it's but still like Val- Claudia Black. Claudia Black is literally 90% of the reason why I'm still watching it. Yeah, Vala Val- Maldoran is one of the best characters ever made in Stargate SG1. Well, I, just, I just love Claudia Black. So Yes, Claudia is amazing. Claudia Black is fantastic. So um, We probably won't be watching Universe or Atlantis. Probably not, because we have... I feel like I'm the only one that likes Universe. I I mean, I want to watch it, but the problem is it's like we have a bunch of other stuff to catch up on also. We have season six of The Expanse. We've got, um, what was the other one I mentioned? There was another thing I mentioned at some point uh, while we were talking about this earlier. Um, you got a bunch of other shows to catch up on already. Oh, Hawkeye, uh, Book, Book of Boba Fett. We got a bunch of other shit to catch up on, and we usually watch one episode of a show with Jenner. Um, yeah, so we'll see. Uh, we may go back to, uh, Atlantis afterwards. Atlantis was what, five or six seasons? Five seasons of Atlantis, two seasons of Universe, and then two movies. Yeah, and then the two, the two movies, Origins. Arctures and Continuum. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we may go back and watch some of that stuff at a later date, but she's already forgetting shit that happened in the first couple of seasons, so... I'm not sure if that's going to work out. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but yeah, that's been about what I've been up to. Um, anybody got anything else to add before we jump into some of the news topics we wanted to talk about? Nope. Kevin? Murder. No. <laughs> Kevin, you clearly have something you want to talk about before we jump into the news. Oh, countries. Yeah. There we, we go. People who listen to the show. It. It's only been 161 episodes. He got there. Because we have no feedback. Uh, U.S., Russian <laughs> Federation, Netherlands, Canada, and Kazakhstan. Hey! You guys really watch. love Kazakhstan, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> so we're very excited because Kevin, though Never. he did stop and think about it, he did stop and think about it <laughs> yeah. before he said it, Kevin has problems pronouncing the name, the country Kazakhstan. Mm-hmm. There's usually a few extra syllables in there. I usually <laughs> say Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan, yeah. Generally, it's Kazakhstan for him. It's <laughs> Kazakhstan. But yeah, so we were very proud of him for getting Kazakhstan. He did it in one shot, and it, I'm super it proud. It hurt my brain to say it correctly. <laughs> a lot of little stories to talk about that kind of like piqued our interests this week. So um, I know Chris and I probably had the most that we wanted to talk about. I will just real quick mention uh, Renata Glask is the new champion for League of Legends. She is going to be coming out in 12-4. She is a 
support. engaged support. She's an engaged support. So okay, so kind of like um, uh, Leona. She's kind of like Leona, um, uh, Pike, Rail, Tam Kinch, Pike. Those kind of characters. She's okay. less tanky than that kind of engaged. She's more like Pike. She's more on the Pike side of things. Um, Does she have the weird mechanics like Pike though? Uh, no, not with like the the minimal health thing, but. Um, her ult is a berserk that forces all enemies to auto attack the nearest enemy champion. Oh wow! Yeah, um, she also has uh, uh, a revive effect that she, on her just base kit. Okay, can they stop adding revive effects? That's like three champions that have them now. Well, her it, she can cast it on another character, and then they revive with full health, but they burn down within three seconds of all their max health unless they get a takedown. Okay, that seems a little better. That seems that seems a little better. It's a workaround. Um, she's got a shielding effect. Um, she's got a sort of shielding effect that she can do, and she's got a uh, sort of like a Tom Kinchy, Pikey, Leona. Like I'm gonna throw a skill shot at you, and that's gonna stun you, and then I can choose to throw you, sort of like Syndra, where oh, she wait. grabs they somebody turn, and throw them. Turn them into the turn them into the ball and throw them. I disorder, it, yeah. So she that's can, she, cool. if she lands her skill shot, she can throw a champion in a direction. So that's actually kind of cool. Yep. Um, so she seems very interesting. But I mean, imagine grab, imagine grabbing an AD carry and throwing them into <clears throat> your backline. Uh, imagine berserking an AD carry and the rest of the enemy team. Oof. In the middle of a team fight. Okay, they will she's gonna be. She's gonna be broken. She has, she, uh, berserked enemies will prioritize, t uh, their own teammates first, then move on to neutrals, then move on to your team, then move on to Renata. Okay. Wow. She's going to be kind of broken. Yeah. She's going to be interesting to see. Um, really quick. I just got a couple of them that I really kind of wanted to mention. Uh, our favorite musical troll, Marty O'Donnell is back in the news. Mm -hmm. He is suing Microsoft for royalties, and this time he might not be trolling. This time he might actually have a case. He might actually have a case. Um, so TLDR, Marty O'Donnell is the original composer. Him and Mike Sullivan, I think, was his name. Mike uh, did Salvatore. No, Salvatore. Salvatore. Uh, did the original mm -hmm. score for Halo. Uh, and a bunch of early Bungie games. Uh, he was involved in uh, Music of the Spheres and Destiny and some other stuff. Uh, but long story short, he left Bungie a couple years back. Uh, they've had issues back and forth over his music that he did for Destiny. Uh, but he is currently suing Microsoft, who owns Halo, mm -hmm. because he is claiming that the him and Salvatore are claiming that they have not been getting an appropriate amount of royalties for the music that they wrote for Halo, which People understand Halo is incredibly popular. It has a very good OST. It has a very good score. So people Especially are with the revival coming back. It was with, with the remix going on, and, yeah, and the TV show coming. Yep, that's actually what spurred it was the TV show. Yeah. Um, but he is claiming he and Salvatore are claiming that Microsoft has misrepresented the uh, royalties, and they are not getting up, uh, not getting what they're supposed to have gotten. And Microsoft, Microsoft's defenses, they were work for hire. So they're, of course, trying to reclassify their work and their employment status oh. at the time that they were working for Microsoft and Bungie. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, so they're trying to reclassify it and state that they were work for hire so that they are not entitled to the royalties at all. Um, the kind of sticky wicket in this is that Marty O'Donnell wrote that music before Microsoft bought Bungie. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So that's kind of the sticky wicket. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out and if any of the trolley shit that Marty's done up till this point with his other stuff dealing with Bungie and things like that, if that's going to come back and bite him in the ass on this case. Which it might. It could. It could prejudice uh, the judge. We'll see. Well, and, um, and okay, here's, so here's a fun twisted question. Here's a fun twisted question, just because mm -hmm. my, legal, my legal brain is, is running. So Bungie, before they were bought from Microsoft, created Halo, so he technically mm -hmm. would have worked for Bungie when mm -hmm. he created the stuff. Mm -hmm. Bungie has never been bought by Sony. That doesn't Microsoft matter. Microsoft owns Halo. Yeah, Microsoft owns Halo and everything related to Halo. So Bungie is not involved in this in the slightest. But if his original contract was under Bungie. Bungie bought Bungie. The contracts were purchased by Microsoft okay. and they would have at the at the time that. Okay. Microsoft bought Bungie, they would have had to negotiate licensing deals and everything else because of okay, the yeah, transfer of ownership. That's valid. Yeah, that's valid. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But but his original contract would be the contract that matters, correct? And that's where it gets kind of iffy because if they renegotiated his contract when Microsoft purchased Bungie, that could cause some issues. It yeah. just depends on exactly when the music was written and what the terms of his original contract with Bungie were, plus the terms of the contract that he had renegotiated the contract, yeah. So it's it's a it's kind of an interesting sort of legal thing. Um, I'm curious to see how it come goes out, plays out. So we'll see. Um, like it, it, if there's mm -hmm. nothing in the original, like okay, so just for Chris, like if you had an original contract that said, um, you know, royalties A B C, and then the renegotiated contract doesn't say anything about royalties, it's still the original contract that you you're gonna fall back to because. Mm -hmm. It's not covered in the renegotiated contract, right? It's therefore, not it's, therefore, there's been no change to it. Right. There's no change to it because it's not renegotiated. If, however, your original contract says royalties A, B, C, the renegotiated contract says no royalties D, then it's that. The new contract would take and precedence. if it's not in either, he could be entirely fucked. Well, if it's not in either, it... And he is not, and he wasn't classified as an at-will, sort of like a, a work-for-hire employee at that point... He actually technically owns everything because he was the creator. He was the original creator of the piece yeah. of music. So it's it's a lot of legal shit that's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out because it could yeah. have ramifications and implications in gaming and entertainment in general yeah. uh, over the next couple of years. Just depends on the language of the contracts that were used. So uh, I just thought that was an interesting little story because Marty O'Donnell's back in the news. So. Um, I know, Chris, you had a lot of stuff that you were going to mention. Kind um, of the same deal with me, kind of smaller stuff. Yeah, I have two smaller stuff, and then we can. Then there's one that there's two that's that we can have an actual larger conversation about. So the two the two smaller two smaller ones. Um, you guys remember WWE two K twenty twenty one two two K twenty right? Yep. The shit yeah. show that was that 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 yep. launch. <laughs> like all the weird like stretchy bugs and yeah it made them delay and cancel the 2020 one was canceled due to how bad 2020 right. was 
So the 2022 release, uh, WWE 2K 2022, is releasing on March 11th uh, on PS5, PS4, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and PC. Uh, with early access on the eight. Stone say something about that. Um, and I just wanted to go through some of the features real quick because this is essentially the fan service game where they are adding everything we've been asking for for years. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the first thing, and when they were polling the community about what do you want to see in the new game, the top answer of the community, the most, the high, the biggest request by a fucking mile was GM mode. WWE 2K22 will have the first, will have the return of GM mode since, I want to say, SmackDown versus Raw 2009. And for those of us who aren't playing, can you explain? Or wrestle, who are wrestling boys? It's for Stone, right? G- uh, kind of, kind of. Stone might actually fucking really love this. GM mode will allow players to take the role of SmackDown Raw or NXCG uh, general manager, build up your own roster, set matches, uh, work, work on ratings and reviews, have ma- hats, uh, have rivalries set up, everything that the redesigned universe mode does, but with more direct control over you being the actual GM of each of the individual brands. We'll it's, have a bra- it, it's like manager's mode in football manager. Yes. It's like football manager. Yes. Uh, you're not directly playing the game. You're kind of letting the game play itself, but you're in charge. Kinda, you're setting everything up. Um, they've they've added a lot of little bits, including a co-op, uh, cooperative GM mode, uh, for local and online play. First time we've ever had it for online play. There's always been local, but first time forever, first time for online play. Um, and you'll have the drafts that we're very used to on the on the TV shows. Uh, you'll have the budget. You'll have uh, actual social media feeds, tracking of your fans, show ratings, match ratings, all that jazz. Something we've been asking for for a very long time. Interesting. Finally coming back. It's kind of a love letter to eFed people, very much. So, like our our, our friend Stone runs a uh, runs an online federation for wrestling uh, with characters of his of his own and his community's own designing. So, this is something that this is kind of a thing that he would love. Genuinely, GM mode is going to be an absolute fucking legend for that kind of a thing. Like seriously, GM mode is designed for that kind kind of a thing. Now, now, just to hope he gets more slots. <laughs> um, the uh, we're getting all this in the gameplay. They've apparently completely redesigned the engine from the ground up with the fuck up of two K twenty. Based on the trailers and the gameplay videos we have seen, it does kind of look like there is a lot a much smoother engine. Hopefully, that that smooth engine doesn't break no weird, day no weird one. Body stretching going on. <laughs> yes, hopefully Becky Lynch's face does not somehow move down to her stomach like it did last time. <laughs> Some of those clips that we went through were so fucking funny. It was it was a oh, fucking grand shit show. Oh, um, they were just grand. Uh, they are adding a my faction uh, mode. Uh, uh, puts players in controls of building uh, and a legendary faction that rivals the iconic NWO. Players will collect, manage, and upgrade superstars with weekly events and regular updates. And we're getting the standard universe mode, showcase mode, and the my career mode. Um, plus, the creation suite is back, and it's apparently really fucking good, according to what a lot of the early 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 looks are showing. So uh, just just give me like an API hook so that I can make things 
without having to own the game. That'd be I know, nice, right? That'd be fucking great because you could you could uh, like I wanted uh, you 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 could have such good ideas for creating a character for Stone's wrestling thing, and I I but you can't do it because you don't own it. Yep. I might I, I might because I own I own took it nine I own took it nineteen. I might share my Steam library with you. I just like I just like creating things. You know me. I I'm a creative at the core. I just like I to might, make things. I might share my Steam library with you just so you can do that. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yeah, it seems like it's going to be very interesting for those folks that are like really into the wrestling games. Like I can't wait to see if this goes well. I mean, Stone's going to be on Cloud Nine, and I can't wait. This is the first time in, uh, that I will not be pre-ordering. I will be waiting for the reviews. Smart yeah. man, we, uh, we're we're getting older, Christopher. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting more mature. I'm getting more mature. Let's um, see what the reviews say. Yes. Seth, Seth is somewhere right now. Seth is just he has just a warm, fuzzy feeling has crawled into his and he doesn't black know why. And, heart. and, and he's he very know why. Confused. He's very worried, he's very concerned, he's very confused because there's a warm, fuzzy feeling growing inside of his chest <laughs> where a heart um, would be. <laughs> actually, um, actually, real quick, just real quick, shout out to Steph. He's very upset about it, but his birthday was recently. I, it was a couple of days ago. I didn't mention anything because I, uh, yeah, two days ago, because I know that he hates when people mention it. So what, I What is he now, 45? Uh, yeah, 106, oh, I think. damn. <laughs> 106, 107, something like that. Uh, that seems more accurate. Crotchety old man is what he is. But oh, yes. uh, a, a belated birthday. crotchety old man. Yes, belated birthday to our buddy Seth. I mentioned him and I was just like, oh shit, yeah, his birthday was a couple of days ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, you were saying, Christopher. Um, another quick one, because I think the other one's going to give us a lot more discussion out of it. Um, the Netflix Disney shows, uh, the we've got Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Punisher, Iron Fist, and The Defenders will be leaving Netflix uh, as of the 31st of March. Um, they are probably going to end up on Disney+, Plus. let's be honest. Yeah, very likely. It's very um, likely they're going to end up on Disney+, Plus, which is good because this is, this is what we had talked about when they canceled the shows. In fact, we actually talked about this on the podcast a couple of years back when they canceled the shows that they had a two year deal in place where they could not move or be redone mm -hmm. uh, within two years of the cancellation of the last show being canceled. And it's been about two years since the cancellations happened. I think the last one was 2019, maybe, maybe 2018. And with some of the stuff that's going on uh, in the MCU at the moment, uh, we'll, yeah, we're, we'll, we'll, I know of what's going on, but we're yes, not we're not going to talk about it. Uh, but, but with some of the stuff that's going on, I'm very glad that they're, they're moving these on to. Well, I mean, we've, we've had some really interesting confirmations and some really interesting stuff happening in some of the mm -hmm. Disney Plus things that have been going on. So, mm -hmm. uh, and some of the movies. Mm -hmm. So, uh, the fact that they're these these shows may be moving to Disney Plus, they're a little bit violent for Disney Plus. We might actually see them go to. Hulu I mean, you say no, no, hold on. You say that Walking Dead is on Disney Plus in the UK. Uh, not the US. And yeah, the UK, no. it is on Disney Plus. In the US, so in the US, it mostly focuses on relatively kid-friendly PG thirteen stuff no. at the moment. Buffy the Vampire no. Slayer is on Disney Plus in the UK. 
Uh, Disney, so it, that may be because of Hulu not existing it, over there. It is. It is entirely because of Hulu not existing, yeah, but so, the fact remains that it is on the UK version of Disney+. Plus. So, so what people are thinking is that they're going to be using Hulu for the more mature things, but we have seen some kind of mature-ish things, but not really on Disney Plus in the US, um, in North America, or US at least. Um, so we may see the very, the darker, sexier, more violent stuff from the Netflix Marvel shows go to Hulu instead of going on to Disney Plus. We don't know. We'll see how it ends up going. But nobody's quite sure on that one. Let's see. I'm just I'm looking on the U. I'm looking on Disney Plus right now. Yeah, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I have Slayer. to turn my Xbox on or check it on mine, but I know there's some there's some seriously adult stuff on my Disney Plus. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's horror films on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's there's scary not... movie is on Disney Plus. Like the scary movie stuff is on Disney Plus. That's just weird, but yeah, no, in the the U.S., Disney Plus is mostly family-friendly, like PG-13-ish kind of stuff for the most part. Uh, Nature documentaries is probably about the most violent thing you got. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, what, okay, so what, so, okay, so, Chris, do you have stars on your Disney Plus? Yes. Okay. Do you guys have stars on your Disney Plus? Uh, you can get it you as can... a separate subscription, I think. Yeah, it's, it's a channel. It's no. baseline for you. It's baseline. It's the well, stars is paid cable in the U.S. Yep. Okay, it's it's just part of the subscription for us. Look for me. I, well, I, I mean, I get. You. Well, you have to remember that, like, in the U.S., you can just bundle Disney Plus and Hulu together. Yeah, it's a bundle deal. Like I get Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN for baseball season. Why is Desperate Housewives on Disney Plus? Uh, it was on ABC. In, it was on ABC in the US, and ABC is a Disney Channel. Grey's, Grey's Anatomy is on Disney Plus. I believe that started on ABC also. Yeah, Modern so, Family, Cougar Town. Yeah, there's definitely we not. It's not all family friendly on here. Well, <laughs> you, know, well, you have to remember that those shows are still PG thirteen. Because they played I mean, on basic television in the U.S. Like she's literally okay. It's it's comedy. It's still a comedy, and it's not like overtly like <laughs> there's not like hardcore boning on screen like in Luke Cage. Jeez. But it wasn't hardcore boning, but it was very deeply sexual in Luke Cage. No, no, there was it was hardcore boning. Yeah. Um, you don't but, get that. You didn't get things, that stuff. Buffy, Dollhouse—they're all—they're all, they're they're all, all like on PG-13-ish. Firefly. PG thirteen shows. I mean, they showed on basic. Buffy wasn't PG thirteen over here. It was—it was shown on broadcast TV. So yeah, it was—it was PG thirteen. Remember, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sex and violence are processed differently in different places. You yeah, all process just, violence differently than we do. Yeah, it was it, it was like after it, it was it was late. You have to remember they get uptight about sex and things. The UK gets uptight about violence and things. Oh uh, yeah, because we don't give a damn about the sex and things. Right. So, yeah. so you couldn't <laughs> show totally you couldn't show difference. a boob. You couldn't show a boob on a PG thirteen broadcast TV channel in the US, but, but I'm you can pretty certain you can nipple. in the UK. You can't uh, show curse nipple. words. Yeah, curse words. 
You can't say them on broadcast TV in the U.S. Like you, you get a damn and a bitch kind of thing sometimes, but that's usually about it. You know, when you start getting into like shit and fuck the, and that, like that, that stuff's just late night. It's watershed stuff. I know it's watershed moment. It's watershed stuff for for the U.K., but in the U.S., you really don't get to say them too much. Like damn and bitch is usually as close as you get. Maybe you get a shit. One shit an episode kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, let's let's look at the Scythe Park episode where it was shit every other word. That's on cable. That's, that's on paid. That's on that's 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 base. Yeah, also, it's paid. Th- throwback to the conversation about uh, Steph's birthday. I figured out why he was so extra cranky this year. Why forty? Forty. Forty. Of course. <laughs> of course, I figured that might be the case. Super salty about that one, like, isn't he? Wait a second. I think this is a milestone birthday. What check? Yeah, it was forty. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's this the the. But that that literally is the difference in how the ratings work. The U.S. Yeah. gets very uptight about anything that's related to sex and nudity. Europe gets very uptight about anything that's related to violence, and who cares about the sex and nudity? Like it's very yeah. flip flopped. It is. It, it's incredibly flip flopped, and it's always hilarious. Um, but yeah, so, and then, I mean, it's the same thing. It's like just different countries with different streaming platforms and some platforms have different content on different countries. It's just, it's weird. We've talked about the Paramount Plus stuff. We've talked about Hulu stuff. We've talked about Let's a lot not of talk about Paramount Plus. I'll get angry uh, again. <laughs> I um, yeah. But long story short, what Chris is going Wait, at is that. Oh, you, that's because of Star Trek. He doesn't right? have access to it. Discovery. Yet. Um, long story short, the Netflix uh, Marvel shows, so uh, Daredevil, Luke away. Cage, Punisher, Jessica Jones, Defenders, Iron Fist, blah, 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 blah. They'll be leaving Netflix March the 1st. So I don't I think, think I ever it. watched the last season of Jessica Jones or Punisher. I never I'm watched being... Punisher. I never watched the last season of Daredevil. I watched everything else. I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch any of them. Daredevil ended on a cliffhanger kind of thing. So oh, I'm so glad I didn't watch it then. This wait, they Daredevil. ended it on a cliffhanger. Like yeah, because they started canceling. Yeah, they think I think they ended it on a cliffhanger. Because for me at that me point, then so the, 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 the defend- Go ahead. Go I was gonna say the the defenders that the the ending for Daredevil there is essentially my ending for Daredevil. Oh, crash! Don't make me start getting into that because that's just gonna get political shit, and people are gonna be possibly upset but if they are they can fuck right off i'm gonna add that story and actually um y'all keep talking okay did i did i miss where all these shows are going uh, yes, probably Disney Plus. So it's probably gonna be Hulu in the States and it'll be Disney Plus everywhere else. Is speculation, but that's what we're yeah. speculating. But that's that's they based on everything else. That is announced. more than likely what we're gonna see. Just it, not Netflix. This is this is the kind of shit that starts pissing me off when it's like, oh, buy this one channel to get all the Disney stuff, and then it's like, sorry, it's too violent. You have to go to this different channel to get the other. Well, the thing is, in the UK, that is it. This is you want all the Disney stuff. Have Disney Plus. Give me an option. I am an adult, okay? I don't need to be like treated like a child because Yes, but Disney own both Hulu and Disney Plus and you paying two subscriptions yes. means they can make more money. Make more money. Whereas Hulu doesn't exist outside of the States and they have no intention on it existing outside of the States. And so for the rest of us, we only have one subscription. <laughs> and I think, we get what we have. 
honestly, it's for some stupid soccer mom who's like, I put on Disney and my kid was watching all this violent shit. Because you know that would happen. US Disney like very clearly has an association of family friendly. Whereas Disney everywhere else is like, this is what we own. Have fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. It's uh yes, I blame soccer moms. Um, and Crash, thank you for reminding me about that because I had completely forgotten to put that in to, and I had wanted to talk about that. Um, for the for those who do not have access to read the chat right now, Crash said also apparently will bound mouse will, but there's we'll no way to mouse. regulate guns. M A U S. I don't know what M A U S is. I will talk about it in a minute. Okay. We're going to be talking about that. Let's home. move on to a different story in the meantime. Yes, uh, you too. One of you guys pick a story. I'll go because uh, okay. I have really two really short, quick ones. So. Um, just a heads up for anybody who hasn't finished their season one in Vanguard slash Warzone. It ends in two days and season two will be starting. Um, and then the other one, I thought it was funny. Um, so it leaked from an internal, um, internal, uh, discussion board that Ubisoft has that their own employees are pushing back about NFTs. The only reason I wanted to bring it up was because some of the employee quotes that have leaked are fucking hilarious. So one said, one person said, it was a deeply embarrassing day to be an Ubisoft employee. Um, there was another person who made a comment about, um, were they were they competing to be the most hated, uh, most hated game development company with EA? Um, someone else said something along the lines of, you know, like, hey, we could, you know, make actual decent games to make money like focus on <laughs> making grab like block, blockbusters instead of <laughs> wow. um oh yeah here's here there uh it's are we competing with ea for the most hated game studio by the public title because this is how you do it um someone else says i think the entire the kids call this entire comment section being ratioed seriously our confidence in management was already shaken by the handling of the harassment cases and now this um, some people using their real names even took shots at the Ubisoft lineup. He says, you know what else would make lots of money? Making fun, spectacular, groundbreaking blockbusters. Why don't we focus on that instead? I just thought it was funny that their own employees are like just shitting all over this idea. Yeah. Um, and Crash and Chat is bringing up, didn't they try to assuage their uh, employees by giving them an NFT of a hat? And yes, yes, they did, Crash. That's 100% what they tried to do. They tried to give every one of their employees a unique NFT for... Uh, like, Look, you, you have your very own special NFT. And they were like, you're fucking idiots. I mean, as, as much as I love shitting on this story as well, the problem is, is that NFTs will come here and they will be the new normal eventually. Um, so I'm going to just mention... Um, here's another thing I'm going to throw in. Um, if you haven't watched it, please, I am going to link a YouTube documentary, a two hour documentary by folding ideas, uh, called line go up line goes up. It is fantastic and really dives deeply into the problems with cryptography, uh, cryptographic currency, cryptocurrency, uh, NFTs and the whole nine yards. It is a wonderful watch. And I strongly recommend if you have never seen it to give it a shot. It was a wonderful, wonderful document, long form documentary. Okay. Uh, let me go pull that up real quick in the background. I fucking hate NFTs and cryptocurrency. <laughs> fucking hate it. <laughs> Nine fancy turtles. <laughs> All right. Um, 
one story that I had on my list was about some kind of a Warcraft IP is coming to mobile in 2022. I mean, what a, not surprising. They own King. Oh, yeah. Heavily, sure. heavily speculated it'll be pet battles, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I think it's, it's going to be something pet-related because that's the easiest thing to make into a mobile game, whether it'll be pet battles or if it'll be like a Pokemon Go-esque thing but are, i don't think they I'd don't think rather, i'd rather pet battles <laughs> i don't disagree i would rather pet battles too but i'm just saying like those games are still popular and there's other ones that are that have come since pokemon go For that online people content play as well unavoid- based on different universes so I, 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 I don't We've been, wanting, we've been talking about a fucking pet battle mobile game for 10 fucking years. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> well, what would you actually want to see Warcraft related on mobile? Like what they've put out in the past with like the companion app? I don't want to see anything on mobile for Warcraft. I don't see the need for it to be on mobile. Yeah, it... I think it would have I to mean, be a unique experience. Back in the day... Okay, back in the day, now I, I could care less, but back in the day, I would have loved to have seen a pet battle thing that tied in with your pets in game because it would have been an it would have been a great way to level them without having to log into the fucking game to level them. Yep. Yes, agreed. Right. But at now, this point, I don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've been asking for this for ten years, so I don't okay, care anymore. Whatever. I mean, mm. like everybody knows that pet battle week is the worst week, so. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's true. Unless All unless right. you're like doing celestial tournament shit, like Pet Battle Week is worst week. Um, the other news article was about Microsoft saying that it wants to bring out Call of Duty on Switch. I mean, for some reason you thought I would be excited about, and I don't know why. Because <laughs> you're all like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna play some Warzone now!" Oh, Warzone. Yeah, but I don't play on the Switch. <laughs> I don't even play on my Xbox. I play I on mean, the fucking computer. It's a good sign that they're talking about bringing it to more platforms instead of being platform mm-hmm. to, or, you know, like only Xbox and exclusive to Xbox. So, like, I'm happy about that. Um, Valid. And it's like, hey, guys, we can make some money. The problem is that they're not going to be able to get that game to run on Switch. <laughs> they can barely make it run on PC. <laughs> Well, you know, the thing is, they may just they may tailor it because that's something that developers have done before with uh, with those kind of things. I don't see why they would, because they seem to really need to put all of their resources into actually maintaining the core game. But Warframe runs perfectly fine on Switch. I think they're they probably have a better chance to take Call of Duty mobile. And like upscaling it to Twitch, then I mean, they may they may actually just do that. That's yeah. I was gonna say that's probably what they're gonna do. Well, it's a possibility. We'll see. Yeah, it because it's just today is. I'm just gonna mention this. Just the people who are actually listening to this aren't gonna actually understand it. But today is just a bad camera day for all four of us. I know. <laughs> it has been it could, except Chris. Chris is the only one that looks good. Chris right is now. like actually perfectly clear right now. <laughs> I'm just having focusing issues with mine. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with mine. It's it's being weird. I don't know. It's just there, there's some inside baseball for y'all if you are listening to the podcast. Okay. Um 
Gavin, yeah, you ready? Uh, you yeah, ready I can go? talk. All right. Yeah, I can talk a little bit more. Um, so I've mentioned Renata Glask. I mentioned Marty O'Donnell. Um, I'm going to go over the other two real, real fast and then go into the other two that I've put in because those make me very angry. Um, so uh, if you haven't been paying attention for the last month, Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3 on PC has not had network cap network capabilities. You have not been able to connect to other players' games. Uh, and that's because there's a game-breaking uh, bug in the code that allows... Pardon me. It allows bad actors to take control of your complete PC remotely. Damn. Yeah. Um, so Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3 has not had network capabilities for the last month since uh, the 23rd or so of January, give or take. Um, and yeah, it's not great. Like, um, the when this was found out, they immediately shut down. When this was revealed, they immediately shut down networking capabilities. Um, some folks have been doing some dives into what we have available of the Elden Ring stuff, and the supposition is is that this bug may also affect Elden Elden Ring, um, which is why everything is currently shut down. Uh, they have released a statement that is stating that we they are aware of the bug. They have a fix they believe will work but they will not be bringing network capability back up or attempting to push uh, this fix to Dark Souls 1, 2, or 3 until after Elden Ring is out, which is, that's kind of what a lot of people are using as a confirmation that this may be present in Elden yeah. Ring as well. It's good oh, on Factor 4. Yeah. So they are, um, they, they, uh, they, the belief is right now that they are using all of their resources to make sure Elden Ring works. Can you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's um, pretty deep if it affects all their games. It, it's core gameplay thing. It, it's core gameplay because Dark Souls is rather old at this point. 2013, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so, something yeah, like it's mm. yeah. 2011, 2013, something like that. Um, Ooh, uh, Vil, our buddy, is asking. And yes, I have already got my pre-order. I am going to be playing the shit out of Elden Ring. Uh, I cannot wait. Um, I love oh, Souls no. games. Uh, Dark Souls is fantastic. I actually do like the writing of George R. R. Martin, even though he is not the actual writer for the story. So if anybody mm. isn't aware, George R. R. Martin has been brought in to, it was brought in by Hidetaki Miyazaki uh, to do work on the story, what, what we were told originally was the story of Elden Ring. No, what Martin's done is that Martin was brought in to write the history of Elden Ring. So he was brought in to write the actual like backstory for <clears throat> the world that yeah, the world creation. Yep. Um and Mizaki and the rest of the team over at From Software is writing the actual story for Elden wow. Ring. So all of the backstory information is being written by George R. R. Martin, which is this yeah. is something he does really well. Really well. Really he does well. backstory and I mean even some of his original work before A Song of Fire and Ice um Song of was that Fire Nights or Ice and Fire, whatever. Um, before he started doing what people call the Game of Thrones books, that, um, that is some serious fuck you money when it's like it's not even in the game, it's just a backstory for the game. Well, like, the, wow. the thing is, it's like this is something From does really well is like having really deep lore that you kind of have to go dig up and look for. Um, Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3 uh, in Demon Souls were very infamous for having a lot of story built into the game. It was show, not tell. 
So you had to go look through item descriptions, find little pieces of world information, things like that, and build the story up naturally as you were exploring the game. Um, I think my very first playthrough of Dark Souls, I didn't understand what the fuck was going on. Like, I didn't understand anything, but like on subsequent playthroughs, I'm like, okay, so this is Artorius of the Abyss. This is Hawkeye Gao. This is uh, this is the rest of the characters. These are these are these characters that make sense. This is what happened to the four kings. This is these are just bits of information that I was able to dig through going through the games, like on subsequent playthroughs of all three of them. Um, hot take: I still like two. People can fuck off. Uh, don't at me. Um, two is widely considered to be the worst of the three games, but I still like two. Is that the um, one that you were playing through with just using the spell or something? Uh, no, I think I played one back oh, as a spellcaster, like as a pure caster, uh, which was fun as shit. I loved doing that. Um, but yeah, so he's writing the backstory for the world, which is going to be really interesting to see how it goes. I can't wait. Um, I'm really hype about it. I don't really get hype about it, but it's from soft. I love from soft. Um, and other news from FromSoft, real fast, there is rumor mill going around that we're getting another Armored Core game, and I can't wait. Armored Core is my real love of FromSoft. Um, customizable mech battle shit. I want a next-gen... I'm beating the shit out of my fists right now. Um, I want a next-gen Armored Core. Give me the fucking game, FromSoft. Okay. Very, hmm. very emotional about that. Uh, you can tell. <laughs> um, Bill's asking Dylan? if I've tried. Yeah, he's asking if I've tried Sifu yet, and I haven't. Um, I've heard good things, but I was going to wait for the reviews to come through. So, uh, based on what I'm seeing, I may end up picking it up soon. Um, but yes, uh, the other really quick news is that Bungie just casually Sony's paying three point six million dollars to buy Bungie. <laughs> Tony's just casually dropping 3.6 to buy Bungie. Um, so the rumor mill is that Sony doesn't give two shits about Bungie's IP. Um, so Bungie famously currently is basically a one game studio, which is Destiny 2, uh, which a lot of people view as one of the best live service games out there. Um, or one of the most innovative live service games that they've got going on. Um, so we, the, the, the thought process is that Bungie has actually bought, uh, Bungie has been purchased because of their expertise with live service games, because Sony has a very large slate of live service games upcoming in their, in the chamber over the next couple of years. So I think somebody, I think it was like 10, 9, 10, 13 live service games incoming from Sony. So it's very likely they've bought Bungie for their expertise with live service games. Uh, Bungie has stated that they will continue to keep their games as multi-platform as possible um, and that they will be uh, honoring deals going forward, uh, much the same as Microsoft has stated that they will be uh, honoring uh, existing contracts and games going into the future being supported on multiple platforms. Uh, the implication we've got is that we won't be singing Call of Duty not go on to PlayStation and things of that nature. So um yeah we'll we see uh, we lost craig wasn't gonna mention it i was just Shit. gonna keep going with the flow of the show i was just gonna Sorry. keep the keep, show yeah. flow going yeah um we will be seeing 
some interesting things happening um, going forward. Um, yeah, uh, I think we've covered most of the rest. Of I'm, I'm just going to mention this real quick. I'm just, uh-huh. I just wanted to comment on that. I mean, I think it's funny because they do in-game monetization so poorly. Oh yeah, no, Eververse sucks. <laughs> Eververse like, sucks. So, somehow shit. they've been able to create a live service model that people love where you get content updates regularly, but the actual in-game shit around it is like horrible. Eververse sucks. It's gotten better, but it still sucks. Eververse yeah. is not a great monetization scheme. Um <laughs> they make the majority of their money on season pass stuff. Um, I'm, I actually might not be playing witch queen because of how they're monetizing witch queen. I yeah, we talked about yeah, this. We got very, into that last time. A, we talked about this a lot when they announced the monetization scheme for witch queen. So I don't think I'll be playing witch queen, which is sad because I've bought every Bungie. I've bought every destiny Two expansion. I've been very happy with the game. Overall, as an overall thing, I've been happy with the game. There have been moments where I've not been happy with it, but overall, I've been very pleased with it. And it just sucks that because they decided to hide things behind, you know, paywalls and things of that nature, I'm not going to be playing. And I just, just mm, I whatever. mean, I'll buy it when it goes on sale, maybe one day. I, I hope they're looking at like how Bungie does development and figuring out how to implement that in other games that will come out on Game Pass. I, I think that could be really Game Pass. Uh, oh, not Game Pass. Um, it, it's Sony whatever. Stuff. It's Sony. yeah. However, well, yeah. Okay, Sony likes to sell you stuff constantly. So, yeah. But I was thinking that would that would have fit really well with Game Pass. Well, I mean, Destiny just... was on Game Pass for a while. All of the game was on Game Pass, including all the expansions. It was really great. People loved that. But um, no, I don't think it's going to be the development cycle for live service games. I think it's going it, it's partially going to be the development pipeline for live service. But I think at the same time, it's also just going to be their their experience in managing live service, I think, okay. is a lot of the reason they potentially have picked them up. Hmm. It's a possibility. Um, we won't know for sure until they start actually working on new things. They have a very Bungie has a very large staff for the fact that they are a single game studio. <clears throat> Their staff is in the hundreds uh, for a single game studio. So um, they may have the bandwidth available to manage other live service games. What's that, Neth? I was going to say Destiny 2 is still on Game Pass. I just pulled it up and checked. Uh, No, the core game is. Yeah. The expansions aren't. It used to be you got all the expansions with Game Pass also. Oh, really? Yeah. The the expansions are not available with Game Pass anymore, I believe. I think, yeah. Yeah, Beyond you're right. Light. I, yeah. I pull. I actually went into the individual game. You're right. Yeah, it, it's yeah. just the base game. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's pretty clear that just like banking on random games that come out for your platform is the way you make money for it is not going to be the way of the future. I think more games are going to move to this type of a model where you have regular updates coming out that you can bank well, on. Money. I mean, we've we've seen the cha- we've seen the shift to the live service model over the last three or three to five years, mm-hmm. um, and it's just it just seems like the live service model is maturing at this point. Yep, agreed. Um, I'm sorry, I interrupted uh, you. What were you going to no, say? No, no, it's totally good. It's totally good. Uh, last thing, um, I've already mentioned folding ideas. Uh, line goes up uh, about NFTs and how much of a grift and a uh, pump and dump scam the whole thing is. <laughs> 
which is exactly what it is. It's a grift and a pump and dump scam. Um, the other thing I was going to mention, thanks to our friend Crash, uh, Crash the DM in chat, uh, is a Tennessee school board for a, a county school board has banned the book Mouse. Who knows what Mouse is? I do not. Anybody? No. Okay. Mouse was published in the mid to late 80s. Uh, it is a autobiographical, a semi-fictionalized autobiographical graphic novel of a of a of the author and his father. Uh, the author is Art Spiegelman, um, who is a Eisner and Harvey award-winning. He, he won he- Eisner's and Harvey Awards for Mouse. Uh, those are very big deals in comic books. Um, the Eisner Awards and the Harvey Awards are two of the biggest awards you can win as a comic. Um, and it is the it was I was assigned Mouse uh, during when we were studying world history. Uh, my my school district. Uh, assigned mouse um as when we were talking about world war ii uh because it is a semi-autobiography is an autobiography and also a biography of his father's time in a concentration camp during world war ii and how that kind of strained their relationship and made him him trying to come to terms with and understand who his father was and well is and was at the time um Mouse is told through anthropomorphized uh, mice. Jews are mice. Uh, Nazis are cats. Um, and it's a very stark and very dark telling of this man's uh, journey to understand his father and who he was. Um, the Tennessee School Board has, I believe the justification they use for banning it is because during the sequence where he's explaining how his mother committed suicide in the bathtub, she is shown naked uh, as a anthropomorphized mouse. It says eight curse words and a nude imagery of a woman used yeah. to depict uh, the, that's, that's, suicide. the nude imagery of his uh, 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 is of his mother naked in a bathtub uh, after she's cut her own wrists uh, and committed suicide uh, because of the things that happened to her. Um, yeah, it's a very I encourage anybody that has never read Mouse to go give it a read. It is No, it sounds I I actually was thinking that I was like, I'm gonna need to pick this up because it sounds really fucking interesting. Yeah, uh, it's very good. Um <clears throat> it was banned by a Tennessee school board uh because of eight curse words and a scene of a nude woman. Um and it has caused an absolute uproar. Um it has just been absolutely insane. I I own both cop. I own both volumes of Mouse. It's over on that bookshelf somewhere over there. I own both copies of it. I I, I it affected me very strongly when I was in high school because uh, this was assigned during our our the the segment of world history when we're covering World War II in Europe and in the U.S. Um, it is a very powerful book. Um, very very powerful. Um, I strongly suggest anybody that's never read Mouse to go give it a shot. Go give it, pick it up and give it a read. It is very good. It's a, I would say breezy read, but it's not. It's actually very dark and deals with a lot of really fucked up shit. Uh, but it is a very good representation of one man trying to come to terms with the man that his father became after the war. Um, 
being are, are we really expecting more from a state that literally has vanity plates with the confederate flag on it a lot of states in the south do which is still not acceptable but you know it is what it is um you can't you can't fight stupid because eventually stupid wins and that sucks and i want people to remember to fight stupid people where you find them where you can just be aware that you might not win in the end but you're fighting the good fight and that's the only thing you can do at the end of the day it sucks to say that but a lot of times in the u.s south that's how it goes and yes, you can support public education. Fight stupid by supporting public, public education. And people across the U.S. and across the world are sending copies of Mouse for free to the students, to students in that district and in other places wow. for wanting, if they want it. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's causes huge uproar online and in the real world. And it's like, it's wonderful to see people that are fighting back against this. And... I strongly suggest you support your local teachers, you support your local educate educators, and make sure that your public education system is up to snuff because it's not just the U.S. that has problems with public education. But the U.S. is a very loud factor on that, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, don't let, do not let barbarism rule the day. Make sure that you fight for your rights and the rights of your children and your children's children and the children of the people you love because they deserve the best education possible. And if we treat and this is this is Gav being super political and I apologize, <laughs> but um, don't let ignorance rule the day. That's it. Don't let ignorance rule the day and don't allow yourself to be brought down to somebody else's level just because they don't want to hear something that's uncomfortable. But yeah. Uh, Chris, you had a couple of things you wanted to talk about. You're muted. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, just a quick, uh, this next one will probably be quicker than the other one. So, uh, the future. A, a, lot, lighter, a lot lighter too. A lot lighter. Far lighter. We're, we're, we're going back up to the, the somewhat happiness. Um, Futurama, uh, that uh, Simpsons spinoff uh, made by um, yeah, not really a spinoff, but not spinoff, but right. it's made 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 by the same folks, made by the same folks who made the Simpsons, um, ha is getting another revival. Uh, people who are, are familiar with the show, it was cancelled. I think this is this is the third time it's been brought back. Third time because it was brought back for Comedy Central for a short stint. Yes, and it was and also it was canceled once on. It was canceled once or twice on broadcast, and then it was canceled again. Uh, and yeah, this is like the third or fourth time it's come back. Uh, and it is being brought back with most of the original cast members. Um, all the vast majority of the original cast members will be returning. Um, You're seeing Tress McNeil, Billy West, uh, Maurice LaMarche. Um, you know, uh, Dave Herman, you're seeing a Katie lot of Seagal. these people. Katie Seagal. Yeah. yeah, you're seeing most of them come back as far as I'm aware. Go ahead. The exception, uh, as far as we know at the moment, is uh, John DiMaggio, the voice of Bender, as well as several other minor characters. Bender, Bending Rodriguez, and holy shit, so many other characters. Him and Maurice LaMarche. Yeah, yeah, seriously. So many other fucking characters. Um, 
But uh, as at the moment, he is not uh, tied to the project, and individuals who are, have knowledge of the project have confirmed that the producers would like DiMaggio to return uh, and want him to return, or are hopeful that he will return. But should that not happen, Bender will be recast. Now, the wow. problem with this, the problem with this is, um, so basically the information we've gotten at this point is that um, Hulu uh, and Disney are lowballing him. They're not giving him what he thinks he's worth for the role. Uh, they're not offering him what, they, what he thinks now, he's worth for the role. To clarify, what it sounds like, they're not offering him essentially more than what the other cast members are getting. Hey, if he thinks that's what he's worth, that's what he thinks he's worth. That's uh, like I tell people, like, don't don't settle for this. If you think you're worth it, you should fight for it. Now, if you need if you if you come to a realization at a later date in time, that's is what it is. But, um, you know, if he thinks he, that's what he's worth, he deserves to fight for what he thinks he's worth. Doesn't mean that that is what he's worth. It just means that's what he believes he's worth. <laughs> I, I mean, think uh, he's I a critical. Futurama without without Bender, you can't have Futurama without like Fry or some of the other characters. Fry or Leela, yeah, like, Professor Farmsworth. Yeah. I can kind of see it with a different Bender or without Bender. Yep. I mean, why why the why are they even choosing to announce the show if they can't get the full cast back? I mean, it's well, they are getting the full cast. Can, the does. only exception is DiMaggio. At putting, the moment, we believe it's John DiMaggio is the only one that... Right, but they, they're choosing to announce it to put pressure on him to sign the contract. Yes. No, no, no. This is, this is 100%, yeah, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100% what it is. 100% what it is. And both sides are playing the social media game and the media game, period. So they're reporting to Vanity and all these other uh, groups that, oh, yes, we're bringing Futurama back, but John DiMaggio may not be there. We're actually, getting, getting, actually doing a table read on Monday. Uh, which is a warm-up, basically, to go through the script. Mm -hmm. uh, and if they have to, they've said they've stated that they will replace him during the table read. Note they said during the table read, which is that's them giving a clue that they are still open to negotiation with DiMaggio, which mm -hmm. is fine. And he has also sh stated that, you know, he's riling up his fan base online, and it's just like, I'm not there yet. It's Bendergate and all this other stuff. And he's, yeah. this is this is gamesmanship. This is pure <laughs> brinksmanship. <laughs> between no, no, no he's, liter he's literally tweeted using the hashtag Bendergate. Yes, mm -hmm. he has. Really? Yes, wow, he has. That's, um, wow, that's <laughs> wow. So this is, this, is, this is a game of brinksmanship okay. between the two groups, between John DiMaggio and his uh, representation, and between Disney and Hulu and David Cohen and uh, David X. Cohen and Matt Groening. I think Groening and Cohen are attached to it also. As far as I'm aware, they are. Um, this is just, this is pure brinksmanship on both sides, but DiMaggio is actually, with with the pro-union sentiment that has been sort of groundswelling in the U.S. and the sort of like, uh, and also the recognition of voice actors uh, by the fans over the last 15 to 20 years um, is really kind of playing in his favor. Mark Hamill has come out and said that he would not even consider uh, uh, accepting an audition for the role. A bunch of other voice actors have said that they would not even consider accepting the role or accepting anything related to the show if yeah. they recast DiMaggio. Um, 
And but I you know would, who would? A lot of up and coming voice actors who would be like, Oh no, the they don't want to burn those bridges. It's the no, problem. they would not Can you burn imagine? those bridges. DiMaggio is royalty. DiMaggio is, mm-hmm. is royalty in voice acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was Jake the Dog in Adventure Time. He was Bender mm-hmm. Bending Rodriguez in Futurama. He's done hundreds of other roles. He is kind, he's a bit on the royalty side. Um, him, Maurice LaMarche, Tress McNeil. Um, is Marcus Fanny West. In Gears of War? Marcus Phoenix, Dr. Dropkin and Kim Possible. I mean, you, you might as well be a scab if you take that role. Yeah, that's you know? that's kind of what people are implying. There was a tweet that I don't have in front of me, but it was basically just stating that uh, the, and the, the hashtag Bendergate is showing that Hollywood considers voice actors to be disposable and replaceable. Mm-hmm. I mean, the problem is, is that... It, get like stop the drama i just i don't like that this has to be made public for you know so that they can feel like they can get what they want but that's why they make it public that's why they're making it public both sides are trying to play the narrative they're trying to spin the narrative and make it so that the other side is in a weaker position i can almost guarantee you dimaggio will be back for it he will be back for it he will be in the final product no, he will. He will be in the final product unless they come to a complete inability to find any kind of an agreement on it. Does does he have some kind of other big project going on that's like taking up his time or? No, none of them. Okay, so Not none really. of them, I believe, have any major, major things that they're working on right now. I know Tress. Oh, John DiMaggio is. Uh, he Disenchantment season three just came out. He's in that. Which is made He's by Zog. the same people. <laughs> He's Zog. Um, uh, I'm behind on that. Yeah, you really should watch it. It's really good. I actually I wasn't happy with the first season, but I watched through the second. And I was like, okay, this is actually really good. I actually really like this. Um, he is he's he does a lot of roles. Uh, the same for Tress McNeil does a lot of roles. Billy West does a lot of roles. Katie Seagal not so much. I know she was recently was it Sons of Anarchy and some other stuff. She did some live action stuff. And mm-hmm. she's done some more voice she work, does, but she does both. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say she she wasn't she's she not as prolific perfect? as say like huh possibly she she's not as perfect. <laughs> she's not as prolific as Billy West or Maurice Lamarche or John DiMaggio for that part matter in voice acting, but she still keeps very busy. Yeah, she keeps busy more in the live action roles than yeah. She wasn't Pitch Perfect. I recognize her. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, she see. was. She was the mom in Pitch Perfect too. Yeah, yeah. she was. Yeah. But Crash brings up, was he in Critical Role? Because you haven't made it if you haven't been in Critical Role. Uh, no, he hasn't. But he is much bigger, like, voice acting royalty compared to Matthew Mercer. and Anyone in Critical Role. People. He's, he's, guys, he's had a very long career. Um, him he, and Billy West. Him and Billy West have fairly long careers. Maurice LaMarche. Those three are kind of like them plus Tress McNeil. Yeah. Dave Herman has become a very big name in the last 20 years or so. Uh, Dave Herman famously originally on Mad TV on Fox, which was their answer to SNL. But yeah, it's just, this is brinksmanship. This is them playing a game and they're playing chicken to see who's willing to go harder against the other person, against the other side. And whoever goes hardest without going too far over, it's it's a uh, price is right rules. You know, it's like whoever gets closest without going over wins. And they're just playing a game. He knows he's worth the money. He's been attached to so many very big projects. Uh, he knows he's worth the money and he knows that they're trying to play a game with him. So. 
He's gonna he's gonna get it. He's gonna get what he wants in the end, even if it's not exactly what he wants. He's still gonna get what he wants in the negotiations at the end of the day. Uh, like I said, unless some major problem comes up, like somebody plays really hardball, and they're not willing to play really hardball because they know that Bender is such a big part of that project. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Oh, also, by the way, um, I also forgot to mention that um, Mouse also won a Pulitzer. So it's a Pulitzer, a Harvey, and an Eisner. And even more, there's a bunch more awards, too. Wow. I just forgot to mention that. It is a very well-decorated book and very worth your time. Wow, yeah. Um, did we have, I think, Chris, you may have one more thing? One more thing, uh, uh, 14 related. Um, the next live letter uh, will be going live on Saturday the 19th uh, of February uh, at 2 a.m. GMT, uh, which is 1 p.m. Jap- uh, Japan time. Uh, no idea what that is for you guys. <laughs> uh, GMT, that'll be 2 a.m.? GMT, GMT. It's like it's 2 a.m. Like... <laughs> 4 a.m. for Neth. It's like midnight for Kevin. No, 2 a.m. GMT is not no. midnight for Kevin. 2 in the morning is not midnight for, for me. Is not midnight for Kevin. He is two hours behind me, Chris. Yes, he is oh, four hours behind Neth. Yes, but you are not two hours behind me because it's two hours. It's two in the morning for It'll me. It'll be at night. Yeah, it's yeah, not 2 p.m. It's 2 for you, then it's 10 for me. Okay, sorry, I had to. Uh, so like for Kevin. Friday night for us. Six yeah. p.m. Yeah. for Kevin. It'll be Friday fine. night for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's not bad. So it's it's easier for you guys to watch it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what is this about, anyways? What are we watching? 14. It's Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, oh. the live <laughs> it's the live letter that's going to be going into details of the next ten years of story, as well as I get cha- distracted by all the time changes. I forgot what the fuck we were talking about. <laughs> TLDR: It's it's them talking about the next ten years of the game. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yep. I've, yep. I've stopped caring now. <laughs> and they're also um, doing a Q and A for Endwalker, so. Nintendo Direct occurred. There yeah, were new yeah, games yeah, yeah. announced. A lot of new stuff was announced. Kirby um, deep thrown in a car. Yeah, Kirby deep thrown in a car. That Why? was all I got out of that. Um, I don't think we should be associating Kirby and deep throating. So, just... and yet they put out the image. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Kevin. Unless you would like to, I will just do lightning round and mention all the do stuff it. that they mentioned during it. Yeah, um, and then we can so talk we got, about. Uh, uh, Fire Emblem Warrior Three Hopes, New Mario Strikers will be coming out on the Switch. That's a Mario uh, soccer game. Uh, Splatoon Three. Uh, they have a co-op mode incoming. Uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Land and Kirby deep throating a car. Um, Wii Sports will be getting a new game. Uh, well, Wii Sports. It's Nintendo Switch Sports. Um, we'll be getting a game. Uh, Forty-eight new courses will be coming to Mario Kart Eight. Uh, in a paid DLC, Xenoblade Chronicles Three is getting has been announced. Um, uh, this is a big one for me. If anybody hears anything that they want me to stop on, I'll stop. This is a big one for me. Advance Wars One and Two is getting a remake. Uh, I cannot wait. I love the Advance Wars games on Game Boy Advance. Uh, it'll be great to see those again. 
Um, no Man's Sky is getting a release on the Switch. Uh, Front Mission, I believe, 1 and 2 is getting a remaster for... Uh, or remake or remaster, I'm not positive, for um, Switch. I think it's just one. I'm not 100% positive. Uh, Disney and Pixar is getting a free-to-play combat racer. I don't know. Uh, we're getting a bunch of classic franchises that are coming up. I mentioned those, and I'm, I'm literally just reading down the direct right now. Um, Chrono Cross is getting a remaster. HD graphics, uh, upscaled HD graphics. Uh, they're going to tighten up the translation of the story, thank God, because it didn't make any fucking sense of the PlayStation. Uh, but we're getting Chrono Cross. Uh, we're also getting the prelude to Chrono Cross, which we didn't actually get in the U.S., uh, I cannot wait to see how that goes. Um, it'll be fantastic. Uh, it'll be the show 22. Um, Portal 2 is getting, or Portal or Portal 2 or the Portal Collection is getting a release on the Switch. So 20 years on, they're still fucking checking them out. <clears throat> Live Alive is a classic uh, SNES RPG that didn't make it to the US is getting a release on the Switch. Uh, a new Taiko drummer, uh, Taiko no Tatsujin, is getting a release. That's the one where you have drums and you're playing drums and it's a cat and it's fantastic and it's cute and it's adorable and I love it. Um, and Mother 1 and 2, also known as Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings, in the opposite order. It's <clears throat> weird. Mother 1, released on the NES, it is known as Earthbound Beginnings in the US. Earthbound is originally known as Mother 2 in Japan, but released as Earthbound in the U.S., so it created some confusion. Uh, but those are getting uh, releases on uh, Switch Online. Um, wow. We're also getting some other shit. Um, there's some other stuff that's going to be coming out. Wow, I loved Earthbound. <laughs> I played Earthbound? through that entire fucking game. Earthbound. We're getting Force Unleashed. Assassin's Creed. So I just wanted to add this one thing. The thing that I loved about Earthbound is that it had like uh, slot machine health bars. So you could take fatal damage, but heal yourself before it actually rolled down to zero. And that was like a mechanic in the game. It was just like so fun. You would just get annihilated by something. Mm -hmm. And as Neth falls asleep. um, I'm falling asleep. (laughs) <laughs> you would just get annihilated by something and then like could switch to the next character and heal that person before they died and it was just like it was really cool i was looking at my phone but i'm not falling asleep ah. <laughs> yeah it was crazy i never really got into earthbound until much much later uh when i played it on emulation and i was like okay this is actually a fucking gym i love this this is great yeah um we're also getting clona which was a early playstation platformer um Burbate. Um it was a good platformer. I actually liked Clona. Um give me Tomba. Give me Tomba. Uh, we're also getting in Kingdom Hearts collection, uh one, two, and three with all the side shit. Um Yay? Yay, if you like Kingdom Hearts. <clears throat> oh, Triangle Strategy. We're actually they did some announcements on Triangle Strategy, some Cuphead stuff, some Metroid Dread stuff. Uh, we're getting some more content for Metroid Dread, which will be nice. <clears throat> Uh, but yeah, that's about really what I wanted to dig into there. Uh, I'm just really, really hyped for Advance Wars coming back out. 
I mean, the Something the Kirby insane. game looks really good. It looks like a 3D type of... And it kind of looks like the Mario-ification or the Zelda-ification of all games. There's just all, like, 3D games now. Uh, which game? The new Kirby game. Uh, kind Forgotten. of. I, I, hey, they caught, they caught lightning in a bottle with Breath of the Wild, okay? <clears throat> they... We're going to see Breath of the Wild in 2022. I believe they confirmed that, that we're seeing Breath of the Wild 2 in 2022. But, you know, they caught lightning in a bottle. They got to try to they got to try to keep going. All right, man. Yeah, it, it looks like you're eating a lot of like normal everyday things in this new game, too, like a parking cone, uh, a car. Kirby and... Katamari Damacy. I'm 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 in. Take my fucking money. It's light bulb mouth, vending machine mouth is. Yeah, it looks interesting. It, Spawn did, fucking loves Kirby games, so I can almost guarantee that he will buy this. <laughs> does he have a Switch? Yeah, he does. Oh, he bought okay. it himself. Um, does anyone play Splatoon? Does anyone care about this Splatoon three? Like, I don't. But it's been I. I played a little bit of Splatoon one and two, just a little little bit, and I was like, okay, this is adorable. This is cool. This is like a family friendly FPS. I'm okay with this. This is a family friendly yeah. shooter. I'm all right with that. Yeah. Yeah. I've tried it too. I've tried to get into it, but just like couldn't really do it. Um, yeah. um we we should start wrapping up though, because we're gonna be yeah. losing one of our hosts soon. Yep. Yep. All right. So um yeah, and uh Bill's bringing up uh Plants vs. Zombie Garden Warfare. <clears throat> which was another just sort of like family-friendly shooter. They were fun. <laughs> they were dumb, they were mindless cute. fun. They, they were cute, cute and dumb, sure. mindless yeah. fun. Um, okay, does anybody else have anything else they wanted to pop in with? No. Apparently, no. WoW has announced another six-month mount. I just got an email about that. I don't care. I thought I'd unsubscribed from WoW emails. I, oh, I, I did. I've, mar- I've, marked I them all as, I've marked them all as junk, so I just go to my junk folder. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so um, or I'm going to do final thoughts. I'm going to start with Neth and then work my way clockwise. Neth, you got any final thoughts? Um, just just one for Kevin. What? <laughs> I'm trying to kill her, probably. <laughs> That'd be my guess. Um, yep. Kevin, then, then, for those of you not watching, Neth just gave uh, him the birds. Yep. My my. He was complaining about my clicky keyword. I said it's ah. not my keyword; it's my nails. So it's just showing it's my nails. <laughs> ah. Yep. Um, I'm gonna do a do that or You're don't muted, do that. Chris. Okay, good. And do that's gonna be. Style. Um, spend time. Do that. Spend time on things you enjoy. Don't do that. Spend time on things you don't enjoy. <laughs> Words of wisdom from Kevin. So what go. Kevin is saying is all video games, no work. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> there you go. Jesus Christ. Chris, <laughs> final thoughts? Um, uh, He's hungry. That's his final thought. <laughs> accurate, but... um, just, No, I got nothing. I'm hungry. <laughs> My brain stopped working. I'm really hungry. His Sorry. final thoughts is that he's very buttery today. Oh, he's Giggity. buttery today. Um, okay. Uh, I'm checking something. Uh, I'm just gonna say I'm. I'm going to. I'm going to just face straight to camera for this one. Um, I'm just gonna say, don't let darkness and ignorance win. You're better than that, and we as a 
We as a people are better than that. Don't let people dictate all aspects of life because they are afraid or they have fear. That's not how you live a life. Um, be the better person and display those better attributes and model them because hopefully somebody will see that and hopefully you'll inspire somebody else. So that's all I got for today. Um, that's going to be our show for the week, folks. Uh, to talk to us during the week, you can find us on Twitter. The show is at Coast to Coast EU. Kevin is at Swing Cat with a K. Chris is at Akari underscore Mag. I, of course, am at Gavril underscore ET. That's two I's, one L. Neth is at Nethwinch. Uh, send emails to feedback at tctceu.com. We'd love to hear from you uh, and anything you might have to say to us. Um, join us live on Saturdays when we record and stream the show here on twitch.tv slash ctceu. Um, for links to today's show uh, and for a link to our Discord, you can go to our website at t- www.tctceu.com. Uh, shoot us a review, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, however it is that you listen to this show. Uh, say buttery, boys and girls. Buttery. Buttery. <laughs> wow. Just, I, <clears throat> I don't even know. Just, just, just play the music. Can work with it. It's just and gonna get turgid as it goes. I've been there. Cavernous, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. <coughs> I've been there. You can There's work your, with it. He gave you your SAT word for the day: turgid. By the way. I gotta say, I was quite proud of you. I was quite proud of my use of the word turgid. We've become an erotica novel. Trust <laughs> is turgid. Penis. Okay. No members are better. Word. I think Into her. Work better. <laughs> Into her buttery flower. Yeah, oh my god, my coffee almost came out my nose. <laughs> oh, butter. It came spouting out of her. It came spouting out of her. Faster than I've ever seen anything before. She needed her inhaler. Wait until Nath is breathing. She put it deeply into her mouth and inhaled. Kevin, the sorry. woman is literally having trouble breathing. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nath. Continue that. Let's not kill one of our co-hosts today. Oh my God. <laughs>